to the show. My name is Dan Gall. It is time for left, right, and center. Our numbers are 643-1290, star 1290 on the Rogers AT&T Cellular Network. If you're just joining us and aren't sure of what exactly is left, right, and center, basically, we've invited two guests. Uh, our, our guests have been and, and uh, remain Bob Metz on yeah. the left or right, would you say? I, I'm all over the place. I don't... You know, I think the issues are from a left-right. I say you're a lefty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and Marion Boyd. And, Unashamedly and, on the left. <laughs> so that so that's the situation where we get a couple of people in here, and I I'm supposedly to be in the center, and I try to just kind of go through the fray and and try to well, I, I basically say it's time for a commercial. <laughs> that's what I'll do. It's time oh. for a break. Uh, but we, we kick around some issues of the week that uh, that are appearing in our, our dear free press and or in any other of the newspapers that, that, uh, comes, uh, that comes up during the week. And we collect our, our, our notes and we go, well, let's just open up this for discussion. And uh, as I said off air, we've got to stop working as hard as we do on this show. I mean, we are just so, I mean, we're inundated every day. We're, we're calling each other going, what do you want to talk about? And uh, it's up to the minds as well with regards to what you want to talk about. Which, uh, and if we're on a topic that you would like to put your input and your comments on to maybe either endorse what has been said or to, to challenge what has been said, you're more than welcome. 643-1290, star 1290 on the Rogers AT&T Cellular Network. Marion and Bob, um, one of the things that we have talked about, and I'm delighted that we are talking about it actually, is the Reform Party. Mm -hmm. Because... I don't think that we talk enough about our parties and our political parties. Uh, and I know that it's, you know, you can look at it and you go, it's politics. Yes, it is politics, but it's the lay of the land for us. I mean, it, it, and I'm perceiving what's happening with reform as a good thing. Now, that's my perception. I see, you know, Preston Manning as a guy that's leading his party and just saying, we're going to move ahead. Either you lead or you follow or you get out of the way. And I think that's a good thing for that grassroots party. Some reformers, grassroots reformers, are saying this is wrong. He is, like, gagging us on what can be said, what should be said with this party. What's your interpretation of what's going on with Preston Manning and the 75% endorsement that he got on the weekend? Well, I, I think uh, that they certainly got lots of publicity out of this uh, whole situation. Uh, any in, in, in politics, any attention that's paid to you, uh, even if it's negative attention, uh, often raises people's awareness. And so from a political party's point of view, to have had the uh, miles of ink that they got about the United Alternative uh, Convention followed up quickly by the uh, Reform Party Convention was all to the good. And all the suggestion that he might not get uh, an endorsement to continue and everything kept everybody's excitement level at a certain level. I got a 75% endorsement. Uh, so how much of the, that was hype and how much of it was reality, I don't really know. There's a danger for somebody like Preston Manning, who likes to talk about one person, one vote, uh, to take a strong leadership stance when a whole lot of people are not there with him. And to, to take a party that, that was created in the West, to give a voice from the West and say, okay, electoral politics is such 
that now we're going to we're going to shift you. We're going to go for bilingualism of all things, and we're going to uh, we're going to uh, uh, move uh, some of our policies because we're not electable with those policies. That will offend a lot of but people. But is that a bad thing, though? To do what he's done is that a bad thing? Well, it depends what your goals are, what yeah. your objectives are. If it, your it, objectives are to attain some of the goals that Reform Party set out for itself at the beginning. This may not be a good thing. That's right. If your objective is to get elected, this may well be a good thing because come hell or high water. Yeah, but, because you know, <laughs> our voting system come, come election day, whether the reformers who are are angry with Preston Manning or, are, you know, angry with him or not by then, they're going to find themselves on election day with two choices: they're going to vote liberal or they're going to vote something different. But something isn't different it every politician? Actually, there, there are a couple of choices, Bob. Isn't isn't it everybody's that is in politician uh, in politics? Isn't it the politicians wish to be elected? Isn't that why they are running for office? Actually, I should I should say to you that that's a struggle. I think in 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 most parties, uh, except the Liberal Party. Uh, most people who join parties either to the left or to the right of center, there are a group of purists in those parties who say, you stick to your principles even if it means you can never get elected. Mm -hmm. We certainly have them in our party. Mm -hmm. There are new Democrats who say, I don't care uh, if you have to move more to, to the center in order to get elected. I'd rather have you be true to these principles than to get elected. And I think that's true for the Reform Party. It's it's true for for most parties who aren't who who, who aren't dedicated to the policy uh, that the Liberals are. I'm going to be everything to all people. Okay, uh, you know it, it's it's a little like one of the things that came up. I think what this is all about mm -hmm. is marketing, really. Um, I do too. What, what I had heard quite frequently was that the, that the Reform Party w was conducting tests, marketing tests, and they were putting people in these. You no, know, well, groups. Tom Long was uh, yeah. conducting this, and we know that that's how Ontario gets governed. Well, and, and uh, well, every party does that to some extent. And uh, what they were finding that was they were presenting people with certain platforms, and found out that most people like this particular platform until they saw the name Reform attached to mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. and. What they interpreted from that was that a lot of people out east see reform as a Western party. It's a regional thing, a regional-based thing. So mm -hmm. Manning's trying to get around that labeling, trying to get around that perception. And look at the label they chose. And uh, well, well, yeah. you about marketing, party. brilliant, really crap. Hello. Marketing. Well, there's also a fundamental flaw in just what Marion was talking about. Should, should a party be principled, or should a party be? just pragmatic and do what the public wants. Now, right. under this new United Alternative, whatever it will be called, um, I heard Manning suggest that uh, each MP under this system, as far as how he votes, his constituency comes first, what, what his representatives want, his conscience comes second, and the party line comes third. Now, of course, that's the party line, so it has to be first. Because if the, if the part there's no way there's right. no way to get around that right if that's what he's saying is how it has to be then that's the party line the party line always comes first with every political party regardless of how they try to market to market that to you and only so there's no other reason to okay. be in a party right. okay and that and that's a good point but what do you make and I don't want to get off topic on this but what do you make of somebody like a Joe Clark right where he has people leaving his party because of his viewpoints on, say, the Clarity Act. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a guy that clearly wasn't in touch with the he people or his party. 
or or consultative of 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 even his or MPs, even with the so-called MPs? right wing. I mean, he walked out of the picture as far as I I was concerned when he didn't want to do have anything to do with Manning or or any kind of uh, compromises at all. Right. Um, I can understand their position. I mean, the the the, the conservatives federally have taken a beating at the hands of reform, and I'm, I I cannot understand from my own perspective why so many reformers are so frustrated with Preston Manning and the Reform Party because they haven't, quote, gotten far enough. You know, like they haven't done the job. Right. They're, I mean, they're, they're official opposition. Man, I didn't yeah. think I'd see that in my in, lifetime. In, in, in yeah. a 10-year yes. span. And, exactly. And, and I'm thinking, hey, you guys, wake up. So what we were <laughs> you asking... You did something that was incredible and you don't even know it. I, I, exactly. Yeah. Good point. And what we were asking... But, 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 but hmm? he didn't make everything better. I mean, one of the problems with a new political party. What do you mean, uh, Yeah, because because he couldn't obviously. He wasn't he wasn't the government. I mean, part of the problem is people have unrealistic expectations. Um, uh, he has he has he has attained uh, opposition. Who would have thought at the beginning ten years ago that in that length of time they would actually attain official op opposition? The problem is a lot of the people who glommed onto his party. Uh, that's not good enough for them. They wanted better than that, and therefore he has to go because he didn't. He didn't get to form the government without any appreciation of how difficult it is, especially nationally, especially nationally, to get a, a, a sufficient critical mass of people behind mm -hmm. you to do it. And, and just, I mean, completely unrealistic expectations. We had a call yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was the other day. It doesn't matter. But we had a call that somebody said a, a true reformer, very appalled for what press demanding is doing. Uh, was basically saying the play that w that we just saw was nothing but a play, that there was really no substance to it at all. It was a marketing, brilliant marketing campaign where the guy which got a lot of press. But he said, come March when they vote, the sixty-seven thousand delegates vote for this party, you will have a resounding no on the. Uh, now that was his take, and that's what his thoughts were. And, and that's a that's a. That's a legitimate point of view. He'd be in that class of, uh, of supporters that Marion said are the principled ones, the ones that want you to stick to principle and stick to your original platform. I think the thing to watch here with this United Alternative, I mean, Manning has been constantly promising that there wouldn't be any watering down, but we're already hearing a watering down on their official bilingualism policies and a few other national issues. Um, but I wonder if he's just given up on those issues because they're unresolvable as, as the government is formed right now. They're not things that, uh, you know, politics, to, to be principled, that doesn't mean that you have to attack in politics every single issue of principle. You have to pick the hill on which you want to fight the battle. But, but, and, but, but, but Preston, there's, there's a, a bit of a lack of trust in Preston. This is, this is not the first time he's tried to reinvent himself. Um, I think I think there's a real problem for people who, who who saw him personally change his personal appearance and and so on, to to actually to see him as many reformers see him as being in the thrall of Rick Anderson, that Rick Anderson is is pulling his strings like a puppet and there's a lot of concern about that, particularly given some of the leaked memos that there have been about uh, uh, Rick Anderson's. Uh, um, uh, vendetta against people who didn't like United Alternative. I think there's real worry, and I think there's reason for Western reformers to be worried about the sudden move of the Tom Longs and Tony Clements oh, from Ontario into into the picture. Explain something. The, explain that to me, Tom Long. 
What's his association, affiliation? What's the big deal in Tom Long? Well, he, he ran... The Conservative he ran Party? Harris's campaign here. All right. Uh, well, well, you get, what you're getting is influences from other political parties using the same strategies yeah. they had and eventually ending up with something that looks similar in policy as well because sometimes the means to an end is divide, <laughs> invents the end, so that's to right. speak. That's right. You divide and conquer. And that's what that. happens in politics all the time. And, and they, they're going to see this, this party taken over by Ontarians. The very, uh, that's anathema to people in the West who see Ontario as the problem. And, and, and so I think, the, I, I mean, I think it was a tactical error, if you like, on, really? on, on uh, Tom Long's part to be as present and as obvious at that United Alternative Conference. I think that will make it more difficult for them to get the 66 and two-thirds percent in March. Um, it's a tough one to call. It is a tough one to call, you're right. Um, you know, I've, 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 I've met uh, a number of the players here. I've met, I've met Preston Manning a few times personally, and I okay. find him to be one of the most uh, honorable statesmen in this country Let me has. ask you this, because I think this is a, a, a really important question, and I'd appreciate the insights that you'd have on this. Before we take a break, is Preston Manning, does he have, is he Prime Minister material? Could you see him running the country? Well, yeah, absolutely. Really? And it, and, mm -hmm. it ter and it terrifies me. Oh, it doesn't terrify me. It absolutely terrifies me. What would that terrify What we got now you? is scary. So, Marion, you could see him running, the, running this country. He is Prime Minister material. Well, you know, I could never see myself voting for him, and I, I mean it. I would be terrified if he were running the country. But the 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 uh, we we all know that you can fool most of the people some of the time and when you have these strong marketing techniques when you have when you have at your disposal most of the media outlets in this in this country you have most of the of the print uh, uh, media as well as as television media you can create a a marketing wave that can achieve almost anything but and, Bob and, just and, sat here and said he's an honorable man I don't. I wouldn't ever question anybody's. Uh, so why would what would terrify I, you of of his of policies Manning? and his his viewpoints? I'm not saying he he thinks those are the best things for Canadians. I I I I'm not accusing him mm -hmm. of being in bad faith. I'm just simply saying I disagree so fundamentally with where he would want to take this country that it would terrify me if he actually won. Bob, uh, a majority what's, government. Your, what's your take on that? Well, I could say that about John Cretchen. I mean, I, I'm terrified at the direction he's taking the country in. Um, but then what am I going to do about it? We only have a democracy supposedly to work it with, and, and it's not really in the great shape anymore because it's getting more and more monopolized and controlled by parties and political regulations and things like that. So that there's really not that much choice Not to mention corporate interests. The, to, well, the only time you have to worry about corporate interests or labor interests or special interests of groups is when the government is opening their doors to allowing those interests to influence their policy, which they shouldn't do. We, Governments should be there to represent our rights, not to represent anybody's interests. We had uh, McLean's on this morning, and they were talking about their article on the CN merger. Mm -hmm. What's your feelings on that? Do you, should they merge? Should it be allowed? Approved. Well, you're asking a, an economic business decision, and I'd, that, to answer that question rationally, I'd have to know why they were doing it, what, what their projections were. You're, like you're, what you mean is politically, should they be allowed to do it? Well, never should a government ever step in the way of business doing what it wants to do. But However, they these that. businesses... They have done that. that. Well, these businesses got a lot of their identity and stuff from government. I mean, yeah, they've been the, protected the, monopolies, they've been protected... Uh, you know, what is interesting is that... Governments should act in the best interest, though, of the, the people they represent. And if, in fact, this turns out to 
result in uh, one one less uh, transportation resource for Canadians, uh, then the, the government might be justified in stepping in. I mean, we're, we certainly talk about getting in bed with an elephant mm. uh, for for CN to uh, to to have gone this way. But the door was open to that many I think years that's ago. That's a bad analogy. I think what you're doing is opening yourself up to a massive market of of you know destinations to go to at cheaper prices, presumably. And so hopefully that will make more money for both companies involved. See, it I, isn't I, the way it's worked with any of our other uh, transportation industries. Well, the transportation however. industries, i got to admit, are heavily regulated and so screwed up by the way the government handles things. I mean, I could start right at the gas pump and tell you all the things I think are wrong there. I think our gas taxes should strictly be going to main, maintaining our roads and not to any other social programs or things like this. Got to take a break. 643-1290. Start 1290 on the Rogers AT&T Cellular Network. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center. We'll be back with our guest Bob Metz and Marion Boyd right after this on 1290 CJBK. In case you've just joined us, it's Left, Right, and Center with our guest Bob Metz and Marion Boyd. I'm Dan Gall. Welcome to 1290 CJBK. Thank you for listening. Our numbers are 643-1290, start 1290 on the Rogers AT&T Cellular Network. We, at the start, started talking about the Reform Party's convention on the weekend in Ottawa. Uh, talking about Preston Manning, whether the guy has a prime minister, is he prime minister material? I think we're in agreement that, yeah, he probably could. Uh, but, but anybody is prime minister material if they manage to get themselves to, to head a party that has enough... Uh, good policies to attract uh, a majority see, of the people to vote for them. Yeah. Oh. Okay, but I would, I would, I, a Joe Clark to me is not prime minister material. I mean, he just isn't. No. That's well, my opinion, right? He's been uh, the leader of the party before. I mean, you know, obviously there are people who don't agree with you. Of course, that's, of course. But that's just my opinion. I do not think he plays well, and uh, and you think and you think Manning plays better than he does. See, I I judge a leader by his advocacy of principle and his ability to enunciate that principle without offending a heck of a lot of people. Um, that's really the talent in politics because either you're going to, like you said, lead, follow, or, or get out of the way, that, that statement. But, you know, in politics, if you want to get elected, you kind of have to follow. You can't lead. How do you play leader when in order to get elected, you have to do what the people already believe? And if they believe something wrong that you don't agree with and you want to change that, that belief, you can't appeal to those people who don't agree with you for votes. So, so a political party either has to decide, do they want to affect change at the grassroots to actually work with the public and, and try and change that public mood, which is basically what I'm doing a lot with Freedom Party, or do you want to go into election gear and then start appealing to those specific things in the, that already exist in the public that you can appeal to from your point of view and hopefully garner some votes? And that was that was what was different about reform was that it was it was trying to to change opinion and and yes, to and, and to, did did yeah. remarkably well. Yes. But I think mostly what they did was tap into an existing opinion that just didn't have an outlet anywhere else politically that had just been. It, it was a protest party. Oh yeah. Well, it's no longer that. No, now it's mainstream, and now it's 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 watering down the principles uh, that it 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 stood for. I mean. Uh, you know, I mean, just think of some of the things that ha Preston Manning himself has has done, that have offended people who believed in him as the 
the Messiah of the right, if you like. I mean, he was not going to go to store anyway. He was he he mm -hmm. he spent all his time talking about people being on the take if they if they agreed to 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 have a car. He took the car. Then he took the store away. Then he. But that's hardly a, an issue of principle. That's an issue again of. But he of made diplomacy. it an issue of. Well, principle. he made it a small. He, I think the the media made it a big issue after he had changed his mind on it. Because I think what he discovered was that. Most people found it a little insulting that he wouldn't go to store anyway, because that's what you work for. You work for that. But if you read his uh, speeches, Bob, oh yes, I understand. right up until the time he he, he decided to do that, yep. they were they were talking about everybody being virtually a crook if they agreed to mm -hmm. to to do that, um, and and that that flip flop, and it was a flip flop on that particular thing. Uh, sort of people then started looking. I mean, I think he made a, 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 a big mistake. I know a lot of politicians do it by changing his appearance dra dramatically. But these are all super, bullets. very, very superficial things. Do you things. like Clark's designer uh, oh. eyewear? I mean, what's with that? <laughs> I mean, I know. I know. <laughs> But you look at that, and here's you know, something. If this speaks to anything, it speaks to the stupidity of the voter. Then isn't that what we're saying? Well, that, no, that in order to get somebody's oh, you, vote, you you can't appeal to them with your intelligence or your ideas, or your philosophy. You've got to get the makeup done. You got to get fixed up. You got to change your but glasses. You're, I'm and you people that. hate that. And, and and at the same time, the people who complain about it are the same people who are voting. I'm hearing the two of you say that you know you stick to your grassroots policy and and you stick to your principles. But, but, we're both but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. <we're, no. laughs> but at the same time, isn't public opinion everything? Isn't that what it's all about? Public opinion is everything. But but if if as as Bob well, says, you're a party that aims to to work on changing public opinion by appealing to people's logic or appealing to people's humanitarian principles or whatever. No, that wherever that you're coming acknowledges from, a public opinion. That is a political. That's the political action. If you get elected then your responsibility is to try and put that into action. You know, some, something we often forget is that the world's greatest dictators were often very, very popular in the countries in which they were, they, were, they were in power. We look back on it and we go, boy, this guy slaughtered millions of people in his country, Hitler did this. But you forget how amazingly popular they were, were amongst the youth, amongst the children, amongst the adults. I mean, and, and, and to think that just because popular opinion supports some kind of an ideal or, or a philosophy, which, which is always the case here, this was a philosophy that believed the state could do everything, and it was the state's prerogative to provide everything from, from health care on down, and that was the Germany of the 1930s. Hitler put in work, workmen's compensation, spread the welfare dollars around. He was the ideal socialist until, of course, the war came, and then all of a sudden, oh, something went wrong. And well, it was actually long before the war, but we, that's we, true. we weren't aware conditions. of it in the West. That's right. Um, but it all built, built up to an inevitability that couldn't be avoided once, once that point had been reached. And because that would take a massive change of public opinion but, but, in order to prevent that war. But he got that opinion by appealing to the sense of um, powerlessness that people in Germany had well, he after, made sure the, they were after powerless. the first, he, first World War. They wiped out the, 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 they did not want their schools based on teaching reason and logic and mathematics anymore. They went into the Lebensschule and philosophy, which is a life school. It's the same kind of thing we get today, child-centered learning, because it, it incapacitates the child's ability to think rationally for himself and, and, and encourages him to rely more on authority. But, Bob, I want to go back to, to the beginning. The only I mean, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, but the but all but, popularly but, supported. That's my point. <laughs> no, no, but 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 you're missing my point. When when Germany lost the First World War, and when the Western world, the rest of the world, demanded reparations and beat them into the ground, we did, and we felt very angry about it. I mean, the cream of 
of of the young men of of a certain generation were gone and 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 it was a revenge reaction that we had um what we did was make it possible for somebody who would play on that resentment and who would play on those feelings of of nationalism yes. of of chauvinism uh that 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 really um opened the door and and got people saying this is someone who can make us feel good about ourselves again this is someone who will make our voice heard in the world that has dumped on us this very much like preston manning preston manning told people in the west the east has dumped on you for too long it, they have the majority of the people we never get a voice we'll never get a voice unless we have our own party uh we we need to point out we need to give hope to you're, people let me get this we need straight to you're there. you're comparing preston manning to adolf hitler no i'm uh, talking about or, the no no i'm talking no no, no no i'm not talking about him as adolf hitler. I, that's I'm what i got about, you. i was gonna ask that I'm question talking about <laughs> that feeling of disempowerment that feeling that no matter what you do you can't get your viewpoint across was similar for the west if you think about what happened with the the, uh, the 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 policies the Trudeau government the energy pact and all of that sort of thing people in the west felt that this entire country was being run from Ontario and Quebec and that they needed a party of their own to get that voice across and that was what they wanted they wanted a voice in Ottawa and they 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 chose policies that they knew would never appeal to people in the cent in central Canada. I don't think that's why they chose those policies. Well, yes, they did because they wanted those, to set themselves apart. A lot apart. of those policies appeal appeal to me, and I'm in central Canada, so I don't. Going to take a call six four three twelve ninety and star twelve ninety on the Rogers AT and T cellular network. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center on twelve ninety CJBK. John, go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, hi. If we're talking about marketing, I would have thought that if they had called themselves a progressive reform, because boy. We need reform, and it just needs to be progressive, not all at once. But I was going to ask you, guess if they thought, if they considered there could be some validity to a rumor that I heard with respect, and you've made mention with regards to principles, that the man of principle and the politician who are walking along the road together, discussing world events and current events and other matters that might come to mind, when the man of principle happened to glance at the side of the road, and there amongst the gravel and the dirt and the muck and the mire was something that was shiny. So he picked it up and he cleaned it up a little bit and he looked at it and admired it and then he rubbed it up a little bit more and looked at it. And the reflection caught the politician's eye. So the politician said to the man of principle, And what have you found there, my very good man? Well, said the man of principle, Do believe I found an article of truth here. An article of truth, said the politician, much alarmed, are you sure? So he rubbed it again, he gave it further study, and then he said, well, sir, in my honest opinion, it's the most genuine piece of truth I've ever come across. Oh, well, in that case, says the politician, you better give it into my custody so I can restructure it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, John. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, dear. Um, I want to throw something at you. And you guys are in politics you could probably help help spin this for me. Maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it. The Liberal Party goes ahead and says, we're going to give NHL subsidy. We're going to help the NHL teams. Public opinion says, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, you're, no, you're not. 48 hours later, you're taking it off the table. Under the table comes this $1 billion problem that we are finding with the human resources 
being downplayed, being downplayed, it's referred to in the paper we're talking about that as a boondoggle. What, what is that? I mean, help me with that one. You know, and we're just, all the attention is on the NHL, and everybody's talking about this and that and the other. And meantime, there's this $1 billion thing that's just festering in the background. Do you think, would it be any platform or any scheme by the Liberal government to take the Canadian public's eyes off by taking, you know, putting the NHL subsidization on the table, taking it off, getting all that play that they got, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of just release this little information that this billion-dollar uh, mishap has happened with human resources. Can you see that at all, play? Well, I think that's in play all the time, is every party wants to deflect, uh, you know, from a serious issue to a superficial one in order to keep that in the public eye. The funny thing is the public goes for the superficial issues more. Because it requires less understanding. You know, I mean, you can see a guy changing his hairdo or get put new glasses on and new marketing. But to understand a billion-dollar boondoggle, you have to understand it. And, you know, as Marion has said, and I agree with her, the money is not, quote, missing. It's all accounted for. They know where it went. It was just not uh, spent in any uh, organized fashion. With there was a clear no value policy. for our dollar. Well, exactly. And, and I don't think you would get that out of basically any well, government spending program compared to opposition private. Opposition is asking right. for resignation of Jane Stewart. I think that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, the, these grants were given out under a previous ministry, uh, a previous minister. Uh, they, they, I think, head should roll. I mean, I can, I've been there, and I know when she says she didn't know about this until after she thought things were okay, that's probably what happened. They were probably trying to hide their tracks. Bureaucrats do that. They try and sure. hide their tracks. And most ministers, uh, you have to be pretty vigilant to, to, and and you have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to do some intelligence, frankly, to <laughs> make sure that the the bad thing that's coming down the track. And believe me, every ministry has one that you know about it, so that you don't put your foot in it. And 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 that's that's something that causes the fall of a lot of ministries. I can't understand why Kretchen didn't come to her, uh, to her defense earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it it feels half-hearted to see him do that. I mean, he even tried not to to come yesterday. She is one of his more intelligent ministers, um, and he is reported to be very fond of her, and he's letting her carry this. Now, you asked if this was a plot. Sure. It was a bad one. Because. If, if it was a plot, yeah. if, if this was all a ploy on Manley's part to put this thing out and then say, look, we listened to you and we're, we didn't do it, if that was a plot, and it was supposed to cover this, in fact, what it did was get people so mad that when this came out, she's bearing all of the, the double anger yeah. about the, 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 uh, the, the whole Hockey League thing, I think. So if, if it was a plot, it was a bad plot, and it backfired. Uh, if it was a plot on behalf of, of, of if, if, if it was a manly plot, if that was really what was happening, um, you can understand the politics of it because he's a very ambitious fellow and he certainly is one of the leadership contenders and he certainly was trying to get uh, some attention. We have uh, a couple of people online on cell phones. We don't want to tie them up too long. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks for waiting. Hi, Dan. It's a bright, sunshiny day up here. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> I, I just wanted to get some opinions. You know, I'm uh, a little bit further right, Mary, and I don't agree with everything that you say, but, uh, you know, your party serves a purpose, and uh, your voice is, uh, is welcome. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I want to know is, uh, just in general, you're talking about reform a bit, and I think a lot of what reform wants to do is change the way the government uh, governs. 
You know, you take a look at uh, what you were talking about a few minutes ago. You are talking about dictatorship, and that's exactly what we have in Canada, but nobody wants to talk about it. All Scratching has to do is twist some arms and say you're voting this way, and everything he wants gets passed through. If one of his, uh, one of his <coughs> liberal members steps out of line, they're out of the party. Look at John Nunziata. That's a dictatorship, and I think we need a rebuilding of the Canadian system. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, uh, I understand what you're getting at, Kevin, but I wouldn't call that a dictatorship because Gretchen can't throw them out of Parliament. He can only throw them out of his party. And when you run for a political party, you've made a deal with that party that you're going to represent what that party stands for. And then when you decide that you're going to break that contract, that's really what the party leader is doing. He's enforcing this this commonality of of uh, opinion and of philosophy which is basically why people vote you know federally and provincially most people vote for a party leader and for the party not so much for the individual candidate at the local level as would be the case municipally what makes you think reform is any different mr uh, manning uh, threw uh, mr hipner out because he criticized the united sure. alternative thing um uh, you know uh, he criticized rick anderson um, uh, one of the things that uh, Preston depends on is somebody thinking that, in fact, he's different from any other kind of politician. But the, his track record doesn't show that he's that different. I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with what you said, Mary, totally. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know where the real problem is, is that we have a party system at all the way it is, because what happens is the majority party takes takes control and it really shouldn't be that way well technically i think it's a minority government well technically i think every mp and mpp that sits should be regarded as an independent individual who may be affiliated with the party but the party affiliation should be very secondary or alternatively to the structure of government or alternatively you look at a a proportional representation system oh, which absolutely. is what where they've gone in many that european countries anything. to ensure that you always have the voice of uh, the the part of the people who didn't actually get an opportunity, and it leads to coalition governments. It leads to to um, it, it, to efforts to try and achieve um, common goals uh, on people's behalf. It it's not as stable, and we like stable government. I mean, we we got to remember, you know, 42 years of one party governing Ontario tells us that we in Ontario like stable government. Uh, even though we may not like everything that government does. And, and the same is true with the, the long-term liberal um, uh, holding of government at the, at the federal level. So how do, you, how do you do proportional representation in such a way that people feel that there's stability, but that their voice still gets heard? And I think there are lots of ways to do that, and I think that's something that is a really new idea. We sure don't hear Preston talking about that idea. Kevin, thanks for your call this morning. We appreciate your take. We're going to jump into John because he's been on, on cell as well. John, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you very much. I agree with the caller before. I still think we are in a dictatorial type of a system here. Related, but that's not my question. My question is to Marion Boyd, and I'm changing the subject just a tad. Sure. Back to the Blue Water detention fiasco. I wanted to know from her on a yes or no answer if she sided with Mrs. Finch on the side of the juvenile delinquents in that in that. Uh, Thing where it cost the taxpayers hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage and that. My impression was she did, and if she did, then we go back to where we were talking before about dictators and all that type of thing, and I think that now it's proven they were wrong. I'd like her answer, yes or no. No, I don't believe I did. I believe what I, I did was say we needed to get to the truth, that I, I was attacking the minister of the day uh, for not having 
either known, which is his story, or not having uh, let let people know that this very serious incident had happened. I think if it had been in the public eye, uh, the the truth would have been seen a lot sooner. Um, no one, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anyone who thinks it was okay for those kids to go on the rampage at at, at Blue Water. I, I've never heard of anybody who thinks that's okay. Uh, some of those kids claim that they were instigated by. Uh, striking workers to do that, and and there certainly hasn't been any uh, any real proof of that. But no one agrees that they should have done that. If, on the other hand, their claims that they were beaten were true, then we all ought to be concerned about that because the way we treat prisoners uh, really reflects on us as a as a community. And if, in fact, because prisoners uh, did something that was wrong, and they did, that was that was a bad thing. If you turn around then and do a bad thing to them. You're not going to teach them anything, and in fact, you're showing yourself to be just as mistaken as they are. So if that if that happened, then that wasn't right. the the issue The issue for us was what was the truth? Why was the truth hidden for that length of time? Why wasn't this issue made a, an issue that was given to a public inquiry where people would have had to speak under oath about what happened, including top ministry officials who 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 hid this this problem, and in fact, I think crippled the minister in in trying to deal effectively with it. So what you were saying, and just really quick here, you were not, you did not come down on the side of the, you, the, the juveniles, nor you weren't on the side of the union when they were on strike. You were definitely, you were definitely against against what happened up there. You you did not side with with uh, Judy Finley at all on that. Ah, there's that's a different issue. Judy Finley's job was to listen was was to be the advocate on behalf of of young people within the prison system. Do you agree with her? I, I have no idea whether her impression was right or not. Okay. She was doing her job, as it has turned out in terms of the subsequent cases. There is real question as to whether those youth who reported these things were telling her the truth. Um, I, I don't think there's any question about that. We know that. On the other hand, we have to remember that the fallout from this was that a young man is dead. I mean, the, the, the way this whole thing played out, the fact that people weren't getting at the truth, the fact that these kids were, were shipped around the, the province and, and there wasn't enough care taken about the whole issue of who might tell the officials what really happened, we end up with a, with a kid dead in a, in a cell in Guelph. That's not right either. John, thanks for your call this morning. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with Left, Right, and Center with our guests Marion Boyd and Bob Betts. I'm Dan Gall. Back after this on 1290 CJBK. Dan Gall and uh, Marion Boyd. Bob Metz, it's left, right, and center on 1290 CJBK. And we were talking, if you just joined us, we've been talking uh, a little bit about uh, the Reform Party, and we segued into the human resources uh, story that is ongoing, and uh, I, I guess still developing to some degree. Uh, we were talking, uh, Marion, you had said something. It's, it's being milked for all it's worth, is, is for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you mean milked by that? What do you mean by that? It's been milked by all it's worth. I mean, well, I'm, not sure that, I'm not sure that there's much more to find out. What we know is that, in fact, there wasn't good auditing control. We didn't have a, a, a dollar, uh, a, a value for dollar audit of uh, a billion dollars worth of. Uh, uh, wait a minute. I, I don't think, think it's is, done are, here. Are we, are we going to have the same boondoggle this year and next year? You know, you talk about bureaucracies and, and, and bureaucrats covering their tracks. Um, I know from my own experiences, just on, on a much smaller level, like we, we had to file Freedom of Information once with the Human Rights Commission to find out how much they spent on their Board of Inquiry hearings with Elijah Ilyas. Well, the first answer we got from them was that they didn't keep records. 
then we asked them an embarrassing question. We asked them what legislation allows them not to keep records. <laughs> and then we got back another letter saying, oh, yeah, we can get the records for yeah. you, but they're not here. And then you go through the next stage. And yeah. then eventually we got a manufactured set of records that we knew were completely false yeah. because I had been at the hearings each day. I knew what they spent. I knew where they were. I knew what hotels they were in. I knew that they were flying back and forth. Right. And just, I don't, I don't think they even gave me one day's reckoning, let alone the, the whole thing. But, Marion, I, mean, I want to just ask yeah. you uh, clarity on this because you're, you're saying it's milked for all it's worth. We, we, I mean, it's... it's well, done. David but, Viano, but David what, what Viano those... on TV a couple of nights ago yeah. said a billion dollars was missing. He kept saying it was missing, and then everybody else picked that up. The money is not missing. The money was sent out to groups without appropriate application and without appropriate evaluation. But they know who got the money... I mean, it's, it's oh, yeah, sure you know, they know, know who got the money. Uh, they know where the checks went. The minister's big problem was when yes. she announced it, she made a comment that, you know, no, she didn't, she didn't think that there needed to be any, any kind of discipline for the civil servants who had not followed normal accounting practices. That's what offended people. Let me ask you this, though, because, I, and, and set me straight on it. I'm under the impression that some of this money maybe going a little bit too favorably into some people's writings, a good portion of this money is going to... Shewinigan has been pointed out, cited. Her writing has been cited. They got a lot of cash from the Human Resources Department. Do you not think that that should be looked at or addressed and to say... How well, did you write the auditor? In, in, their election in, in fact, the auditor has been on television, and the assistant auditor has been on television saying, "No, that's not the issue. That's not the issue we were raising." And they didn't they didn't identify that. Although auditors do mm -hmm. often identify that sort of thing when they do this kind of thing. From their point of view, that is not an issue. That's, that's business right. as usual. But from your point of view, you think it's terrible because one part of the country is getting favoritism over other part of the country. Well, welcome to democracy in Canada. That's how it works. And that's why we have regional parties, and that's why parties spring up in one... We, we've got this, you know, collectivist uh, country that everybody's fighting over the same piece of pie instead of getting their act together and baking a bigger pie so everybody has more for themselves. You know, and that's, that's the road and, we've and, chosen. And, and one of the big issues is that where there have been experiments in trying to be equitable, mm -hmm. they have not paid off for the party in power. No, they I wouldn't. mean, the, the learning has been that it hasn't worked, and there, there have been a number of times, and the most recent one was when Cam Jackson was uh, the minister responsible for Year of Seniors, and he actually assigned exactly the same amount of money to each riding for each MPP to make recommendations about um, what was going to happen in terms of their riding, knowing their riding and, and working with their riding. In our area, I mean, we all tried to cooperate together. In fact, we did a lot of cooperative um, work, and, and, and it worked out okay for us. In some other writings, it was a complete disaster for the minister because um, people weren't prepared to, to work for the focus of the, the program, and they, in fact, tried to make that a political uh, cake, mm -hmm. if you like. And, 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 and that, you know, it, it didn't work. Uh, and, and it quickly changed. Um, it quickly changed once the election came along right in the middle of that year. Uh, to a situation where the, the elected MPPs uh, um, for the party in power were, were, were much more active in, in, in guiding those funds. And there are many, many examples. Um, I mean, we, we in Ontario have, have not seen the same kind of payoffs that are commonplace and known in, in, in Nova Scotia, for example. 
And Nova Scotia people say, oh, they're paving roads. Going to have an election. Here we go. And it, I mean, it's just open mm -hmm. and very clear. Well, you know, we actually you know when didn't we have, have that kind of government as much in Ontario for a long time, partly because we didn't have to. They, they, every, they every single election, one year before the election, the government starts spending like a bunch of drunken sailors. Uh, never has there been a break in that rule, not even with the Harris government where in the, the last rule. In the, where last. the concern, though, that is drawn to my attention, though, if you are a campaign contributor or friend of that political person that's in power that can distribute funds, that's a bit of if a concern. If that can be proven. And okay. certainly the case in, in, in Shawinigan is Got a very, very urgent one. Got to take think. a break. We will be back with Marion Boyd, Bob Metz on Left, Right and Center and 1290 CJBK. That is all the time we have for Left, Right, and Center. We were just saying this is our swan song for, uh, for Gall, Metz, and, and Boyd. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting with you and, and talking with you. Really look forward, always look forward to Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning. It's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been fun, Dan. Super. And all the best to you. Thank you very much. That's it for Left, Right, and Center and for Talk of the Town. On behalf of Jim Chapman, I'm Dan Gall. Thank you for joining us this morning. And coming up next, it is the Chum Radio News at 12 o'clock and then at 12.30. We have Chris Cahill from the Financial Strategies Group in to talk about money on Ask the Experts. That's coming up at 12.30. And next, the news on 1290 CJBK.